Hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britton. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 313 albums in his Pike series, and we're going to listen to him. Three at a time. This is Getting Head. Welcome, guys, buys and Jedis, those mm-hmm. with thick thighs and those who like cream pies, those oh, yeah. who fly, those who try, and Italians who make it a pizza pie. Uh-huh. Italians with names like Fieri Kamagai, Italians who spy, Italians who uh-huh. die. Italians uh-huh. who like sugar rays hit, I just want to fly. Italians who live in a sty. Italians who live in Dubai. <laughs> Italians who cry, cry, cry me a river about the past. It's episode 9990 of Getting Head, a bucket cast. A bucket cast. Indeed. Wow, that was beautiful, Britt. I love that. We, I can't believe we made it to ninety. Um, yeah, we've got. That's uh, wild. At, at this point, uh, what? Only fifteen more to go. Wow. Fif- wow. As that's... of as of a couple of days ago, fifteen more because it was going to be fourteen more. But you know. yeah, but then more pikes. They keep getting dropped. Okay, so ninety. What do I? What do I got for ninety? Uh, not much. The most interesting thing I have about ninety is I ninety, which is uh, mm-hmm. a continental highway in the united states uh that goes from yeah. seattle to boston so that, that is true it uh, spans the whole i think it's the the northmost um coast to coast highway in the united states yeah yeah coast to coast am you could listen to that on i-90 if you wanted to while you drive yeah, from coast to coast yeah i mean who who does that show now because i think i mean didn't uh art bell and george nori died right did george nori I... die I don't know if George Norrie died. I feel like Art Bell died, though. Art Bell definitely died. I used to listen to so much of that shit. Um, I'm surprised who, you're less pilled than I than you should be. I mean, I I was pilled. Uh, no, I guess it's currently. <laughs> I mean, you were you were you know you were conserva pilled. Like, yeah, I was neocon like, pilled. I don't feel like it was that that did that to you, though. It, it was, yeah, it was, it was oh, the yeah. Michael Savage. Oh, it definitely. Well, but I mean, it was it was talk radio in general that really pilled me yeah. in in so many words. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Brit, it's so great to see you. This is the first time good I have to, talked to, to you, you too. in quite some time, actually. Um, yeah. It if you listen to our most recent episode, you know that like some crazy shit is going on with me, and not, we recorded not that episode. That crazy. You're just moving to California for an internship, which is. wild (laughs) well okay so yes conceptually it's not insane but like in practice it has been pretty insane Um, yeah i i guess but you know also like uh things get more insane without proper planning so (laughs) (laughs) you know that's true um yeah and it, it seems like you you kind of didn't get a lot of time to plan because your employer yeah. didn't give you any time to plan. No. Really. They were just they, like, they literally... okay, so you got to be down here this date, and uh, here's no more information until like the week you leave. Yes, um, that was exactly what happened. So basically, um, 
my employer, uh, they told me pretty early on that like this was a thing that they were going to have me do. They told me about mm-hmm. like a month in advance and they're like, cool, yeah. you got to be here at this point. But they told me like no information about like where I, where I was going or I think like they told they told you at like the beginning of May, I think, like almost two months in advance. Yeah. Oh, no. I guess that, that could be true. I thought it was at the end of May. But yeah, I don't know. I don't uh, so. Either yeah, no, actually, you're right. Um, yeah. But either way, they, they didn't tell me where I was going. They didn't tell me, like, anything. Just, like, nobody mm-hmm. talked to me until the week before I left. And they're like, oh, oh hey, you got to be here. Um, here's all the information. I was like, yeah. okay. Um, so it was really nuts. Um, but I did the drive. I drove from Seattle to uh, the Bay Area of California. How, how was the drive? Uh, the drive was long. Yeah, um, yeah but it's a it, long drive. But it was actually like a pretty nice drive, especially the the second day. Like the first day was really boring because I was just did driving you, on I five. Did you take um, Pacific Coast Highway? I mean, I five is what you want to take, but it's like it doesn't get cool until you're in California. Correct. So what I did is I yeah. took I five all the way to the end of Oregon, and then right. I took a road that took me to the coast, and then I took Highway one hundred one all the way to the bay. Wait, is one hundred one the Pacific Coast Highway? Is that right? It. Uh, no. It I thought I-5, yeah. Well, I so, so 101 is technically the Pacific Coast Highway. However, there's another highway that's Highway 1, which is like super tiny, and it goes that's, right okay. on the coast. That's, that's the one I'm um, thinking of, yeah. But Highway 1 only starts like once you're a few hours into California. Like which it, is weird. weird. Uh, yeah, they, it's they, weird. They film like everything on, on that highway, <laughs> like mm-hmm. everything. That's, yeah. If you see someone like driving like along and there's like sea on the side, it's that mm-hmm. highway. Oh, it's definitely that highway. Yeah. Always. Well, that here's the thing though, like the California part of the drive. So the second part of the drive, the first part of the drive, I drove from Seattle to Crescent City, California, which is like right at the tip of NorCal, right yeah. at the tip of Northern California. And so that took me. It, so the like maps quoted me about eight hours of driving. But with traffic, no. it took me 11 and a half. <laughs> yeah, especially um, after you get in California and also probably right on the border of, of no. Washington and Oregon. No. no? Really? No. Um, the worst traffic that I hit was in Washington. Once I got out of Washington, really? it was fine. It was did you, fine the did you rest get of hit the with, Did you get hit with a, a fucked up uh, guacamole dick <laughs> situation? <laughs> Um, uh, not this time not this time um but yeah it it was basically what we experienced when we went to go to steely dan it was just like that's what i'm talking about a a guac we call that a guacamole dick uh yeah a guacamole penis situation yes uh yeah Yeah, i'm not gonna name the artist who makes that song but uh (laughs) you can look it up pretty good um but yeah i got hit with some weird traffic on the way down and that was a whole thing but the second part of the day when we left from crescent city california to just go to the bay that day was fantastic because we got to drive through the redwoods we stopped at a bunch of stuff i drove through two trees like oh oh, yeah one of those yeah those mm -hmm, trees where you can mm -hmm. that have a big hole through them those are sick i i actually went to the most famous one in the world which is called the chandelier tree in leggett california uh, I didn't know it was the most famous one when I drove there. Uh, we just saw a sign that said "drive through tree," and we'd already done a drive through tree earlier in the day. That was like eh, it was okay, but it was kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. But so we yeah. were like, "Ah, oh, should we do this one or not?" And uh, the person I was with was like, "Yeah, we should do it." And I was, it, thank God they said we should do it because it was actually fantastic. It was super fun. Uh, the the 
the chandelier tree was really amazing. I highly recommend looking that up. Like once you see what it looks like, you'll be like, holy shit, it's a hell of a tree. It's a giant sequoia. I don't know. It's really cool. cool. You can drive through it. It's neat. Um, just did that. It was super cool. Got to California. I've been in California for a week now. Um, or yeah. not even a week. It's actually been like five days or something. But uh, I've been working at uh, <laughs> Geek Squad Corporate. Uh, yeah. And that's been uh, a hell pa- of a Password thing. University. Was, password University. We, Correct. That's what we talked about. You're, you're mm-hmm. learning all the passwords and Password Correct. University. Correct. Yeah. I, uh, I'm working at a, at a building that costs $6 billion to build. So that's pretty cool. That's um, um I, that's actually not even a joke. That is that's true. That's silly. That's silly. <laughs> it, it is. Like, th- there's <laughs> except except for like some of the most highly tooled factories to ever exist. Like no, mm. not even that. Like even like fucking um Intel uh was building a new wafer factory and it only cost them like a couple billion, only a couple billion. I'm pretty sure it's the like, wafer factories cost well not the wafer factories, the um uh, they're they're like premium chip fab, the one that's in Israel, the new one that they just mm. built. I thought that that yeah. cost them like a hundred billion dollars or something insane. Hundred like billion? That's insane. I'm pretty sure. I mean, that, it did. that I, one's I could, yeah. That one's cutting edge though. That one does like eight, uh, like M or whatever fucking size. Chips. Uh, nanometer. Yeah, uh, six yeah. nanometer. I think is where six they're nanometer. at currently. Yeah, but they're it's they're gonna fucking, be they're gonna be doing insane. stuff at uh four nanometers soon, which what? is exciting. Wow. Uh, yeah, Apple's currently building it, chips at four yeah, nanometers, like, which is crazy. Really? Wait, yeah. is the M1 a uh, four mm-hmm. nanometer chip? No shit. I yeah. didn't. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Is that why? As, okay. as far as I know, I'm pretty. It's huh. either four or six. I'm pretty sure it's four because at the time that they put out the M1, I'm pretty sure it was like the most advanced chip on the market. Or on the, on the I mean, consumer it, market. It kind of is, but that's yeah. that's largely because of its ARM architecture and the way yeah. it interacts with, especially with the, yeah, our, they're fucking that shit's. I mean, we love. ARM in that context, like adjustable rate mortgages is what caused the financial <laughs> collapse that fucking yeah. fucked all millennials. But um, we, don't, we don't love that. We don't love that. No, we don't. All. We don't love those ARMs, especially speaking when you of, package them. Uh, speaking of mortgages, uh, yeah. I, I was actually just looking up the medium median home price of <laughs> the area that I'm staying in currently. Uh, I know. So, <laughs> I was uh, I was hanging out with my friend and she was like. She was like, oh, you know, up in Seattle, like you can buy a house for like 500K. And I was like, no, you can't. And then she was like, are you sure? Not I was like, Se- no, I'm in sure. Nowhere in Seattle no, can you buy no. a single like, family home for that amount of money. You can't buy land in Seattle to yeah. build a single family home. And so, that's so like, we looked. Yeah. yeah. So we looked it up. And it, yeah, sure enough, the median home price in Seattle is $850,000. And yep. so. I was like, yeah, cool. I, and she was like, I wonder what it is around here. And I was like, I don't know, maybe 1.5 million. And she was it's like, triple. oh, that sounds crazy. I was like, it's probably even more than that. So we looked it up. Yeah. Uh, the median home price for Santa Clara Valley is $3 million. Yeah, told, yeah tri- <laughs> quadruple almost. That's insane. Pretty That's good. insane. Pretty That's good. insane. Jesus Christ. I know. It's it's yeah. crazy. I mean, that being said, though, like being in California has actually been all right. Like California's pretty huh? nice. Like the weather here is really nice. Yeah. Like, it California's feels really great. good. Like I fucking love the weather in California. Dude, it's the best. It's dude, the, best. the weather here is fucking uh, fantastic. It is like it's always super. Sunny. Mm. So yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, but no, like it's like it's like between mm, I don't know seventy eight and ninety degrees during the day, and then in the evening it's like mm-hmm. sixty five. It's fucking yes, fantastic. It wonderful. is like the uh. most ideal weather I think I've ever been in. It's uh, actually, really nice. 
it gets it gets more ideal like in LA because it's like ten degrees hotter at all times, and I prefer yeah. that. I like yeah, I know the you do. I 80, know you do. 90, 100 degree weather. It's yeah. not muggy enough for me. I prefer like mm. New Orleans, but yeah, it's yeah. still New Orleans. Yeah, that's still good tight. stuff. Well, that's, that's good stuff. pretty pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Good to hear about your journey. Good to hear it's going swell. Speaking of like cool journeys and things going swell, is it time yeah. for goth news? I think it's time to take a journey into the goth news. This week in goth news, according to an article in Nylon Magazine, goth weddings are in the next big bridal trend. According to the article, quote, (laughs) shut up. According to the article, quote, (laughs) okay, (laughs) although... An old-fashioned idea, the color black, was long considered taboo to even wear to a wedding as a guest, let alone for a bride. But as of recent, the interest in goth weddings has been on the rise. This year in particular, Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker reignited a new curiosity in unconventional wedding aesthetics with their darkly romantic-themed engagement, photo shoots, and two practice weddings leading up to their goth glam may 22nd 2022 nuptials in italy wow so wait did they they wear black when they got married yeah uh i have an rss feed uh set up for any news article out of uh several thousand news sites that google sources from Uh uh, to to just uh (laughs) give me an update whenever there's a news article with the word goth in it and I swear that's how fuck, we're getting this. Okay. I, I swear okay. to fucking God every uh-huh. single week, like a third of the articles that have the word goth in them are about Courtney Kardashian and it may, or one of the Kardashians. And it makes I, me want to, yeah, it, it's, it's really the worst who thing. Those people are <laughs> to be completely They're, honest. Like it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a long explanation, but basically they they first got famous. I, I know who their dad They're, is because I've okay, watched yeah, Robert American Kardashian. Crime Story yeah. season one. So, so, so that happened. And David Schwimmer and so is their dad. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. and then um, uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Um, before they transitioned, uh, then married the their their uh, the mom after that, and then mm. they got a um, reality show after Kim Kardashian got really big. Because she had a sex tape with Ray J. Ray J? Ray J. The guy who does Raycon earbuds that you hear about on like every single uh, YouTube channel and um, yeah, podcast. Every single YouTube channel, yeah. Every single one. Every single yeah. one. Mm-hmm. It's either that or Squarespace or uh, fucking mm-hmm. Crusader Kings or fucking. Oh, uh, ExpressVPN. Oh, yeah. Uh, fucking yeah. What, Blue what's Chew. the other online game? Oh, Romans. uh. It's like Mobile Legends, Clash, or something. yeah. Mobile Legends and Clash of I don't, uh, Clash of Civilization, some shit. I don't Clash care. Of, anyway, yeah. anyway. So, um, <laughs> uh, f- fuck my RSS feed with goth news. I hate it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, this <laughs> week in goth obituaries, we say goodbye to goth businessman Leonardo Del Vecchio, Italian eyewear industry executive and founder of Luxottica. Oh. Lixotica is best known as a conglomerate of eyewear brands who have taken over the majority of major glasses frames makers in the world and fixed the price of glasses in most of the first world. 
So fuck oh. you, Leonardo. Rest in piss. You made yeah, it prohibitively you. expensive for people to see. Enjoy yeah. hell. Fuck off. And finally, and finally in goth news, uh-huh. this week, goth and pizza patriarch Papa John Schnatter yeah. was vacationing in Ocean City, New Jersey, and uh-huh. was pictured taking a ride on the boardwalk there on a bike. He also posted a picture on Instagram of himself saying, speak the truth, with a caption <laughs> reading, quote, <clears throat> Sometimes it's not that easy, but if you have an opinion, or if you aren't being treated fairly, or you see something happening that you know isn't okay, it's your right and your obligation to open your mouth. Someone once said, never worry about who will be affected if you speak the truth. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't. (laughs) Fortunately, in today's world, too many are misled. And destroyed by silence, unquote. Wow. Schnatter, Schnatter uh, stepped down as CEO of Papa John's in 2018 after being unsilent and speaking his truth. <laughs> Which is wherein the he, Wherein he blamed declining sales on football players protesting the treatment of black people in America, causing their stock to fall 30%. He then used the N-word during a conference call. Wow. Oh boy. That was great. That was great. Oh that was boy. good. Oh my God. I have more to talk about. Uh, okay. So <laughs> before, before you do, I'm going to, uh-huh. I'm going to take a brief aside here. Um, Please. So, so I was, I was in the store today actually. Uh, mm-hmm. and I, I wrote this, I wrote this note because I have to talk about this. So okay. I was, I was trying to exit. Right. And there was uh-huh. like, you know, they have, they have the big, uh, sliding doors. Right. Wait, and, where were uh, you? Uh, QFC. A grocery oh, okay. store. Quality food center. Yes. And uh, this, this like dad and his two kids were coming in, right? Uh-huh. And uh, there, was, there was one kid in a wheelchair. Uh-huh. But I think this kid had just gotten the wheelchair because he kept on running into everything and everybody. <laughs> and it was like, I, I, I wanted to like not laugh but i started to laugh because he just sucks so much at having a wheelchair and he like he almost ran into me and then he ran into the guy next to me and he's like sorry and then he like like starts moving again and runs into the very next guy and he's like sorry and i'm like that kid sucks at his wheelchair you're way to go crippled kid i just i just I just like something inside me wanted to look at him and so bad and say, uh, for first day driving a wheelchair, huh? <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. But I'm like, no, that's an evil thought. Don't think those <laughs> things, Britain. You're you're a decent person. Have some have some uh-huh. decency. So I didn't say it. And that was wow. uh, that was the decent thing I did today. You know what? Uh, what, I'm, what do you... I'm proud of you. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> it would have been funnier though if you had just been like, ha ha, wheelchair kid. Sorry, I don't know how to drive this thing. We'll get it together. <laughs> You're not getting any younger, kid. Learn how to drive, kid. <laughs> <laughs> you you should have slapped a student driver sticker on the back of his wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please be patient. <laughs> I'm new at this. Oh, Jesus. That's pretty good. Uh well, okay. I, I've been dealing with like I, I'm in this hotel, right? So like my company has put me up in this hotel for a little while before mm-hmm. they move me into an apartment. I go, I move into the apartment on Tuesday, 
Um, but cool. the ho- hotel has been fine, uh, but the internet has been terrible. <laughs> and so I've been uh, struggling with that. And they and, don't have like better internet for purchase? Yeah, they do, but like... I don't want to pay for it. And in order to like get my company to pay for it, I'd have to send so many emails. I just don't want to deal with it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm kind of choosing not to deal with it, to be honest, yeah, but you are that set off a chain of events that may. Okay. We, okay. It, what time is it? It's eight Oh seven PM here. Mm-hmm. And, um, I know the big time difference between <laughs> Seattle and California. Yep. <laughs> um, so it's eight oh seven. We were supposed to start recording this at six. Uh, we right. didn't start until like seven fifty. Uh, the reason I mean for to that, be to be to be fair, you didn't start until seven fifty. I was put, ready to go. <laughs> you were ready to go. You were ready to go. No, I, I like I haven't had a whole lot of time because I've been like not only dealing with like work stuff, but also like hotel stuff and like I don't know. It's just been a. It's been a time. I haven't had a lot of time. You got. You got the hemorrhoids again, Spencer. I got the. I got that. That butt stuff happening again. You know. Got gotta, the butt stuff. I mean, this is the bad know. kind of butt stuff. The yeah. The, yeah. The bad. There's butt. The, there's a kind of butt stuff you talk about with your partner. Yeah. Good butt stuff. <laughs> kind of butt stuff you talk about with your doctor. Bad butt stuff. <laughs> oh, no, you never want to. You never want to admit to the doctor what you've been putting up there. Um. So I. I, I okay. So I have this uh, when I when I decided to come down here. Now, typically, like we do everything through uh, my iMac that I mm-hmm. run everything through. Uh, but yeah. I didn't bring my iMac with me because who the fuck wants to bring an iMac like down the coast to California? That seems insane. Uh, but I did bring my gaming PC and a monitor. <laughs> because... So what? What? That's so it's like the same size. Why? Uh, so it's, well, it's just well, yeah. as unreasonable. But, but here's the thing: the gaming PC, so much more utility there. Like, you know, I can. Oh yeah, because like, because you can game. Yeah, but also, <laughs> there's a lot of utility in, uh, you know, your iMac because it's yes. completely set up to do the podcast. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. So I was, so work was supposed to give me a laptop, a MacBook uh, that I was going to use to do this. And I brought, I actually like made a fresh backup on a new drive and like everything ready to go because I was just going to restore the laptop from my backup and then be all up and going right away. Mm. That being said, that didn't happen. They gave me an iMac <laughs> and the iMac, oh, they, gave, they, they gave me an iMac, but the iMac's at the, the, the $6 billion building. So it's like, you know, it's cool. a whole thing. Uh, they'll give me a laptop eventually. I'm not worried about that. But for right now, I was like, okay, I got to get things up and going on this uh, gaming PC. That's fine. Sure. Whatever. Um, though, here's the thing. I need a few things in order to make that happen. I need, uh, a, D- I need a DAW, a digital audio workstation. I need yep. Zoom. Uh, and then hopefully Streamlabs. Now, Streamlabs, I wasn't able to get up and going because of the shitty hotel internet. But yep. I was able to pirate a copy of Ableton Live. And I was able to download Zoom. Even though, like, like I texted you, it took me a half an hour to download the Zoom installer. <laughs> Which was which is only a couple hundred insane. megabytes. Yeah. yeah, it was like 219 megabytes or something, which was like yeah. fucking insane. I, I actually can't believe that we're on video chat right now. I, I have no idea how this is working. Um, but so, okay, this is how it started out. I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to download Ableton Live. That should go pretty quick, right? Well, it didn't. It took forever. Um, but yeah. then it downloaded and I installed it and it worked. And I was like, cool, we're good. Download Zoom, get it going. But then, so I go 
Okay, I haven't used audio devices with Windows in a long time. I will admit that. It's been a while, but I have done it before. It's not that hard. I downloaded ASIO for all because that's the one that everybody uses. And I like downloaded that, got that ready to go. I was like, I know how to do this. This is fine. Well, by default, when using the Windows drivers, uh, the Windows default audio drivers, do you know what the latency was? Um, you want to take a guess? So like typically, mm. typically latency like on my iMac is around five to nine milliseconds, right? Yep. Um, do you know what the latency was on the Windows default drivers? No. How? how, how Eight thousand milliseconds. That's. Isn't that eight seconds? <laughs> yes. It is eight fucking <laughs> cool. seconds, bro. Cool. It was uh, it was insane. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what the fuck is happening? And so, like, not only was the latency that bad, but it was like, you talk, and it's like, it's like all, like, distorted and fucked up sounding. And I'm like, the fuck is happening, Windows? So, like, I download ISO for all. Down, I, like, install mm. that, and, like, that just works instantly. Cool. Five millisecond, you know, latency. Perfect. But here's the problem. Uh... ASIO for all is only compatible with one audio device at a time, which I discovered when I tried to open Zoom. So when I open Zoom, it's like, yo, we can't see your audio device. And I'm like, why the fuck can't you see my audio device? Well, a little bit of Googling later, I realized like ASIO for all will only work with one audio device at a time. So it's like, so it'll work with the default drivers and, you know, be normal, but it won't work with the, uh, the, the low latency driver. And it's just like, a fucking nightmare. And then, like, I was trying to, like, email the Zoom link to myself because I can't open iMessage on this PC, obviously. And my email stopped working. Like, I couldn't get it to, like, send the email to myself. And I was, like, I was having a moment. It was bad. I was getting so pissed. I was, like, screaming in this. Oh, I wasn't screaming. But I was, like, I was yelling. I was, like, what the fuck? The fuck? <laughs> Windows, Bill Gates, and your fucking tiny penis. Fuck you. And I got all, like, mad, you know? <laughs> Yeah, know. Bill Gates obviously has a tiny penis. Like I feel Thank like you. most yeah. super rich guys, yeah. almost all of them have really tiny peni. Yeah, I, I would say that's probably generally the case. Yeah. You hate to see it. You I really mean, do. I don't know. Would it be better if the rich guys had monster hogs or worse? I actually don't know. Well, I mean, if if they had monster hogs, then they wouldn't have like the drive to like fucking step all over people to become uh, rich because they just be out there like yeah. fucking with their monster hogs and they'd be happy with that, you know. So that's that's probably so by that logic, Elon Musk probably has the like a micro penis, right? Oh, uh, uh yeah. No, it's it's not even a it's not a micro penis cuz mm -hmm. he doesn't even have like a medical excuse or anything. He's just like he's like he's got is just not not a very big dick and it's it's really soft. He's he's uh -huh. just a soft dick motherfucker. He is a soft dick motherfucker. He, is a he soft makes soft dick, dick decisions, yeah. Very soft dick decisions. Mm -hmm. yeah. You hate to see soft dick decision making. It's never good. No. Yeah. Yeah, you really do hate to see that. Speaking of things I hate to see, I think it's time for a bucket fact. Why do you hate to see that? That's not cool at all. <laughs> So, uh, I think last week we uh, listened to Thoracic Spine Collapser, um, one of uh, a, a Buckethead Pike that kind of gave us a uh, what we think is a 
a clearer view into some of his health problems because mm-hmm. he discusses like certain vertebrin stuff as is track titles and in you know we know that in the past he has had problems with his back that is and correct. uh so so I uh, I was just curious if I could find out more about Buckethead's health problems online um, without going oh. you know into his medical records <laughs> or anything. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, which I could <laughs> I could probably find knowing me. Um, but Ooh, humble brag. So he he's uh, n- a humble <laughs> humble brag. I'm creepy. <laughs> I can find information. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> nice. So. Um, he, he did discuss on the coming alive podcast, uh, basically all of his health conditions, but he, he said, he just kind of brushed off the back thing with saying I've had back problems in the past. Um, Mm -hmm. but he did, uh, get a little bit more into, uh, his heart condition, uh, Mm -hmm. saying quote, uh, to actually saying in response to the question, what is the hardest thing you've ever gone through? He said, Mm -hmm. well, really, uh, quote, sorry. Quote, well, really recently, my heart, I have a heart problem where my heart beats out of rhythm. It's been doing it for a long time, but recently it just kicked up into a really intense, I really didn't know what was going on. I just tried to deal with it and let it do what it did, and then eventually it would stop. But it got really intense, so I went to the doctor and they said, oh, you're on the verge of having a stroke. I'm like, oh, because I felt so good prior to having it. I was doing pretty well in everything. Uh, he goes on to explain that he had a cardiac ablation, a procedure used to treat atrial fibrillation, and now takes medication for it. Isn't that where they like, freeze part of your heart or something? I don't know, to be I'm honest. Sure I didn't look too much do. into that. Yeah. Um, but but unfortunately, uh, the medication and the procedure has not fully resolved its troubles, mm-hmm. uh, saying, quote, I had that procedure and it didn't really stop it and I'm still dealing with it. It's been really difficult because it's scary and it comes on. Even walking across a room is difficult. That really uh, the heavy ex- Yeah, the heavy experience, as Bucket puts it, has also pushed him to take advantage of his time. He says, quote, now I'm like, well, I better do all the things I want to do. The day after I had that procedure, I recorded a record with my friend. I just lied in bed and recorded it. I just felt like I'm here still. I don't want to sit around and mope. Which uh, people have yeah. talked about like what Pike this must be. And it's one of the ones I think in the 100s there. Um, oh, interesting. Because, yeah, people people went back in time and it was... It was um, something that happened, I think, in sometime in 2017. So it was actually kind of one of the more recent-ish ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, we uh, we feel we feel bad for Bucket and hope he's well. Yeah, if you Bucket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Bucket facts. We listen to three Hi. more pikes. This, this week, week uh, Pike 268, 269, nice, nice, and Pike 270, Sol, uh, sorry, Sonar Rainbow, mm-hmm. Decaying Parchment, and A3, A3. respectively. Wow. Pike yeah. 268. Pike 268, Sonar Rainbow, released on July 20th, 2017, just five days after... 
thoracic spine collapser. Five days. Wow. Five days. Yeah, he's uh, he kind of ramps it up again here because the, there was a time where he just, uh, you know, wasn't uh, wasn't doing a whole lot, but uh, yeah. now he's he's back to it. Um, so it's a uh, uh, song, or sorry, the the album's split up into four different songs, and the majority of the album, or maybe a plurality of it, it's like maybe forty percent of the album is the first track, Sonar Rainbow. Yeah, and. This this track rocks. I really yeah, liked it. It's, it's like a it's, melodic soloing thing with like a bunch of wah is. pedal and stuff. Yeah, and it's very buckethead, but it's like very well produced. Uh, it has really cool leads, beautiful solos, really good production. The drums sound great. Um, chordal oh, yeah. bass parts, like the bass is still going hard here. I don't know mm-hmm. if this is Dan Monty playing or not, but honestly, like the bass for the past like maybe four pikes has been awesome. I yeah, think. it's been it's been much more solid than uh than is typical. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Which absolutely. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, cool. yeah. Uh so the first track is great. That's like almost half mm-hmm. the album. Um yeah. Well, uh, I mean it's the, it's ten minutes. It's about ten minutes long. It's about a third of Yeah, yeah. Time. I was gonna say it's yeah, it's it's like a third to uh, you know, like to a half of the album. It's it's a big long track. Uh, yeah. the rest of them are less prominent. Um But but the second song is like almost kind of new metal-y, which I think is fun. It's like super down-tuned kinda, guitar. Kinda, it, yeah, it's almost like I'd say more like a Black Label Society sure, type sure. stuff. It's like yeah, it's, it's super down-tuned and there, there's like that, yeah. a lot of really like groovy riffs and like uh groovy down-tuned riffs. Um uh-huh. some six staccato stuff which made it kind of not very like new metal-y. Uh, like the almost like death metal-y stuff here and there, and then yeah. like a crazy solo, which yeah. you know you never you never hear a lot of great guitar solos in new metal. Why you really that? don't? I mean, new metal is basically the genre of the anti-guitar solo. You know, it like, kind of is, yeah. Because like, I mean, okay, let's be real here. Tom Morello, very influential to new metal, one of the first new metal bands, Rage Against the Machine. I will stand by that. Rage Against the Machine is a new metal band. One of you uh, know, claw Clawfinger predates them by quite a bit. <laughs> we don't we don't talk about Clawfinger here. We don't want to get not? kicked off the internet. <laughs> we're we're just mentioning a band name, Spencer. It's just uh, a word, Spencer. You know what? If Those you're listening words. to this, if you're listening to this, type Clawfinger into YouTube. Play uh that live video where they're playing their biggest yeah. song. In like what was yeah, that? They only they only have one song you ever need to know about. Twenty fifteen uh-huh. or twenty seventeen, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think it's twenty fifteen. Yeah, there's like a live video of them playing the song, and, and it's, we we have watched it together no less than half a dozen times, Spencer. I think it's honestly probably closer to a dozen times. But yeah, it, uh, it's, we've watched it together a lot of times, and it is amazing. <laughs> it is it is in my opinion one of the funniest things to ever exist, and it's it like it is effortless. Is effortlessly funny effortlessly funny <laughs> Dude, like, just the, the these guys are not trying to be funny at all no but yeah i i want a i, I want a cam on just that guy the entire concert mm-hmm. the It'd keyboard so is just the funniest funny. guy yeah for sure he's so great uh, uh, but anyway, but anyway so, yeah i was just gonna say like tom morello right super influential yeah. to new metal is just like a notable guy for being like i don't need to do a guitar solo i'm just gonna make weird sounds with my guitar and then I feel like a lot but, of the new metal guys that, that took, is his solo though. So But like the thing is is like the new metal guys I feel like took the wrong thing from that which is like instead of being like oh you don't need to do a guitar solo to be creative and interesting with the instrument they were like oh 
I don't need to be good at guitar. <laughs> right. That kind right. of set up popular music for some dark times, I feel like. Uh, th- at the, that isn't at the me same saying like... new metal is bad. It's not. I, I, mm. I think new metal is good but and important, but it, it's, mm. you know, I feel like a lot of bands took the wrong thing from that. At the same time, like I feel like not being that good at guitar made some things what they are, and like iconically yeah, so. Like, um, true. I, I, I would argue that Static X, mm-hmm. uh, on Wisconsin Death Trip, the oh, guitar okay. parts are actually kind of bad, <laughs> but they fit. They fit incredibly well. They're very rhythmic. It's yeah. just like there are no leads really at all on that album. It's yeah. just a bunch of rhythm guitar. I wouldn't call the guitar playing in uh, on that album bad, but I would call it extremely like stripped down. Like the, it is it's stripped very down. It's, simple. They're, they're, they're only playing like industrial guitar parts in a metal band, which yeah. is interesting. It is interesting. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. And yeah. I, I love that album. I, no, it's I amazing. stand the shit out yeah, of that album. No, I stand the shit out uh, of that album But it's too. like, it's, 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 it's honestly, to me, it sounds more like an electronic album yeah. than it does a new metal album. You're using the guitar times. as like a synthesizer or like a, yeah. an atmospheric instrument, less than like a riffing instrument, less than like a, a melodic lead instrument. You know what I mean? Uh, which right. is a, it's a cool take. It's cool. It's fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I really yeah. like their shit. Yeah, totally. Me too. Uh, uh, but but also, I really like this shit. Uh, track three, Debris, mm-hmm. kind of sounds like a Primus song. It's it like does. just super weird. Yeah, it really does. Really like it. Yeah. I just wrote uh, short, weird, sounds mm-hmm. like Primus. Okay, I-, I got a question. I got a question. Yeah. So, like, what is the most uncomfortable time to listen to Buckethead? And we've already talked about having sex to Buckethead and disregarding that. Disregarding mm-hmm. sex... What is the most uncomfortable time to listen to Buckethead? Uh, on, on your phone in a public restroom stall. <laughs> like just playing it over the phone speakers? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. That's good. And so so, so like you walk into a restroom and you just like hear solo guitar music playing like, but you can't tell where it's coming from because mm-hmm. it's a tile restroom and it's reverberating all over the place. And so mm-hmm. you just hear this like this weird tinny guitar solo and you're like, Someone listening to like avant garde guitar music? What the mm-hmm. fuck is going on? Well, taking a shit, but yeah. like you're in there masturbating instead. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, 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 you're masturbating to the smell of other people taking shits. Right? Absolutely. Well, yeah, that's that's why you go into public restrooms. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, that's why I go into public restrooms. I don't know about you. So, le- le- leads me to my question: uh, What's what's the funkiest dump you've ever jerked off to? <laughs> Uh, probably that time that I was uh, sleeping in my van outside of your current apartment, but when your brother was living there, and I w- I ended up having like, okay, so, God, I, I guess I got to add some context here. So I was living in um my van for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. long story short, and I was staying outside of where you currently live um, because I had been yeah. staying with your brother there when he lived there for a little while and I was mm-hmm. uh, sleeping in my van. Uh, it turns out I ate something bad and got some gnarly diarrhea and it was real bad and I was in a van at the time so I just, it was it was like a like a rainstorm. It was like pouring down rain so I just like got outside and just like took a shit on the ground and then like got back in my van and like, I don't know, jerked off. <laughs> 
that's pretty cool, dude. Like not like immediately after, but like you know, a little right. while later. Yeah. But now, now while it was still fresh in your mind, you just jerked off to the memory. Yeah. Was, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> As yeah. you do. Um, <clears throat> As okay. you do. So, I I gotta I gotta talk about one other thing. So one thing that I noticed is like when you're looking up these albums, or like I listen to these albums on YouTube, right? Um, when you're looking up yeah. the albums on YouTube, if you type Pike whatever into YouTube, you know, yeah. come up with the album. But if you misspell Pike, if you type puke into youtube the the very first suggestion that it gives you is puke eminem hmm. which I, I just think is interesting you know like eminem the rapper or yeah and no no eminem candies. the rapper yeah puke eminem, oh oh yeah. like mom mom spaghetti mom spaghetti I yeah vomit on his sweater already yeah yeah puke on a sweater already mom no, spaghetti it's vomit on his sweater already P- puke puke on his dick already uh-huh mom spaghetti uh-huh. Do, do you remember yeah. when we found like an image of a couple? Okay. Do you remember uh, back in the day we were playing in a in a band? Um, some yeah. members of that band lived in a house, not us. We were right. hanging out there a lot. Yeah. And the members of the band that lived in that house, they found a, a picture. It was like a printed out picture of like a couple. Yeah. It was like a girl and a guy. And we we invented like a whole backstory for them. I do remember that. Yeah, we got we just get really high and talk about them. I yeah. I think I want to say I found the picture. It was it was in this weird place in the garage that was uh-huh. accessible from Justin's room or something. Is I feel like right? that's right. Yeah, yeah. Something it was like and there was like this weird like loft area that you could access from there. And yep. I went up into that loft area and I was just like, hey, there's a fucking picture of some people. <laughs> and then yep. we all got really fucking high and just like mm-hmm. made up a backstory for them. But the story that we made up was that like they ended up breaking up because she puked oh, on his she dick. She puked on his dick. And I remember she puked like on his dick. And we, like we, we don't, we, and, and we just talk about, we just reference it all the time. Like, and uh-huh. just being like, dude, she puked on his dick. And then we'd all have a laugh. <laughs> yeah. I do. That was great. That was a great running joke. For it, a while. Was, it was. Uh, yeah, a, it was. It's just a was, funny fun. thing to think <laughs> about. Pike two sixty nine. Decaying parchment. Wait, is that yes? Yes. Decaying parchment released on August eleventh, twenty seventeen. Twenty two days after Sonar Rainbow. Hell yeah! Favorite Pike this week. Uh, this Pike fucked hard, it's dude. Really uh, there's good. a. It's. Six tracks, and uh, it's it's all kinds of stuff. It is. Um, like, there, it has one of, in my opinion, uh, the best metal songs on any Pike. Ooh, and it's it- also got some, like, uh, yeah, it, oh, you know which one it is. I'm, track three. I, yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, track three. Dude. And track it, three it also, is super good. It also, uh, I mean, there's also some just great melodies on there. And then the last song is a really cool, almost like free jazz guitar thing. Yeah. I don't even, there's a lot of cool shit going on. Weird and super. So yeah, let's. Wild. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's go through this one a little bit. So the first Uh song is, is, Mm -hmm. and it's, uh, it's just like a super beautiful alt metal song Mm -hmm. that's like. It's it's just like different from his other alt metal. Like it's not just a whole bunch of like chords and stuff. There's a lot more riffs and like leads and stuff. Um, it's a sick track. Uh, it, it was it was my favorite track of the week until track three. Yeah, uh, track three is but super it's good. A, it's but a track pretty, two is pretty, super good too. Track yeah, two is it's a it, yeah yeah. Tra- track two is like super dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it starts off pretty soft and then gets progressively harder and harder as the song goes along. 
uh, and the bass is really cool on the song. There's a ton of chords, mm-hmm. like a backing riffs and like uh, really cool rhythms and stuff. Really liked it. Um, then, then there's a really cool uh, fucking finger picked clean guitar part uh, that I fucking loved. And then he just does a monster solo for the rest of the song. Monster Great hog track. solo. Monster hog solo. And then then we get to track three, <clears throat> Wings yeah. of a Dead Moth. Um, wild song what, what'd you like about yeah what'd you like about this one? well it starts off like super like metal and like riffy and then it gets into like weird mm-hmm. circus music and then I, I, I actually i wrote uh i wrote my line here is just like super chug thrash with circus interludes yes exactly no it's, it's, it's like and it's super playful super fun very yeah. buckethead very buckethead yeah. yeah no no it reminded me of like um buckethead meets mr bungle kind of Vibes. Yeah, very very bungly. Yeah, very bungly. Super bungle cool energy. though. Like a, a genuinely mm-hmm. cool song. Like especially in the context of this album, which is a kind of a diverse album, and yeah. uh, it really like shows what he can do in a lot of different ways. And it, it's a really creative mm-hmm. and cool album. I, I think it's uh, definitely the highlight of the week. Yeah, uh, uh, and the, then the uh, last got, song too, though, yeah. is like uh, yeah, decaying parchment. Yeah, yeah, the titular song is really cool. I really liked uh, tracks four and five, Pillar and Twister. Both of them had really cool uh, string skipping riffs. Oh, yeah. They just showed off yeah. like like stuff where like, I mean, I, you know, if you're not a guitarist, you don't know how difficult string skipping is. But in my opinion, it's one of the most difficult things to master on guitar, especially like the the skips that Buckethead takes are like three string skips oftentimes. And like picking like that especially doing alternate picking and doing that is just insane yeah he's so good at it yeah yeah. i mean like, well, he's probably doing Buckethead, economy picking you know which is like where you get to eventually he, the he, longer you do it he, you know yeah at the same time like he does a lot of crazy stuff in just alternate picking and you can mm-hmm. hear it because you can like hear the picking of every single note which is it's very impressive oh, man. it's very impressive yeah no for sure uh no. it's super sick super sick yeah. Okay. So very, very, very good album. Yeah. Speaking of sixty nine, I have two mm-hmm. questions about sixty nines. Okay. Firstly, what is the weirdest place to attempt a sixty nine with someone? In a in a um like a a uh, what do you call those um, old folks? A coupe. A coo- uh, uh, no. Well, <laughs> like a, a car that's that only has two front seats. <laughs> yeah. Like a coupe. Like yeah. a coupe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, a secret coupe. Not, not like a hatchback uh, coupe. Y- yeah. Getting head secret coupe. <laughs> no, it'd be it'd be cool to sixty nine in a chicken coupe. That'd be sick as fuck. Uh, but... They're pretty stinky and also small. A, 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 like a clean one, like uh, like Buckethead had in his studio. Okay. Well, we don't know when if it recording, was recording uh, Chinese democracy. We we don't know if it was clean. Buckethead's a clean boy. He's I, definitely. I, clean. I believe it. I believe it. Okay. What about? butthole 69 i've definitely like eaten a butthole while getting my dick sucked before yeah yeah no 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 no. but like what if you're you're both eating butthole like you're licking a butthole your partner's also licking your butthole it's just your butthole 69 i might have done that before i mean it's definitely physically possible (laughs) it's definitely physically possible so like i looked it up i was been thinking about it a lot lately and so i looked it up online i cannot find especially if i cannot find any videos of people doing it which is crazy to me. Especially, yeah, especially if you're like about the same height. Like, yeah, yeah, that's totally a doable thing. I think, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not that much farther from whatever other genitals are going on there. Yeah. You know? 
whatever other never, genitals. You 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 can you can quote me when when I say uh, oh, it's I'm, never too much farther to the butthole. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely quote you at some point yeah. saying that. You know, all these people needing quotes about buttholes, like they, they're yeah. just gonna turn so, to you, Britt. So I I've got a uh, question about decaying parchment here. Yeah. Uh, speaking of decaying parchment, what is the oldest book that you own? Or the book that you've had in your life for the longest? Oh, wow. That's heavy. Um, the oldest book that I own is probably... Uh, what the fuck is that book called? Um, I have a book from the 1800s that it's like... Um, it's, a, it's a novel, but it's written about like a dude that existed uh, during like Jesus times. And I forget the name of the book book it starts with an m and it's like a really weird like long title um but that's the one that i have that's probably the oldest and like i just like found it in a house at one point that uh like my cool. friend was living at and there i was like can i have this And they're like yeah sure so have that but the book that i've had that i've owned the longest oh my goodness um that is probably uh the keys of enoch uh by oh fuck i gotta look it up i gotta look it up that book is so wild so wild keys of enoch uh oh there it is right here by jj hertak uh it's Mm. it's called the book of knowledge the keys of enoch i bought this uh when i was maybe like 16 or something um Unfortunately, like a lot of the books that I had when I was like a kid, like I don't have anymore. So this is one that I have from the period of time in which I was super into like conspiracy theories and shit. When I was like basically 16 to 19, I was really into conspiracies. I was reading a lot of books about like uh, uh, psychedelics and shit and just like being a weirdo. But anyways, the, the Keys of Enoch is a fucking insane book. It's so crazy. It's like this dude... Who was like a? Wait, wait. I'm. Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry to 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 interrupt. There, you still have this book? Yeah. Oh yeah. Is it in hardcover? Oh yeah. It's worth a lot of money, dude. I know it's worth a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, it's worth at least like three hundred bucks, uh-huh. even in bad condition. I know. I got a copy of it from uh, Tidal Wave in Anchorage, Alaska, for like uh, fifteen bucks. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Um, mine's Crazy. a little messed up because I've had it for a long time and it's like kind of dinged up, but it is um a fucking insane book like it is so it's written like the bible like the the way it is written like the cadence of like uh the narrative and whatnot is is very much like the bible in which uh Damn, but but it's like sounds terrible but it's like uh it's like revelations so 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 it's like insane rambling is, of like a, yeah, in, the, a, a mad god basically the the bible is the worst one of the worst books ever written oh it's, it's terrible it's so bad so th- like, this all, is i mean it's a mess so this it's, book is like that but it's just this dude who is like a physicist or something and then he like did a bunch of acid in the 70s and then broke his brain and then wrote this insane like fucking uh like just psychotic break of a book and it's Hell it's yeah. insane i've never read all of it i i've read pieces of it here and there i've used bits of it for like lyric inspiration for like metal stuff and <laughs> it is it is just so weird and stupid and bad and like also just crazy. There's some really wild art in it too. Like the art's really crazy. It's got full color art in it too. It's like, a, it's a really nice printing. Like it's like, that's cool. It's in hardcover and it's like, it's got, it's like it, 
gold embossed and it's got like color um, printing and stuff. But it's a very long book and it's very weird. And uh, that's yeah, that book fucking rocks. It's it's wild. Um, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that book rocks. Wouldn't recommend it. Don't read it. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I'm pretty sure it's like super anti-Semitic. I'm actually not sure. It I'm has just... to be. The Keys of Enoch is yeah. like that is that 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 is automatically an anti-Semitic book. It's like that that sounds like a sequel to The Secrets of the Elders of Zion. Like okay, come on. So let, let me let me read some some excerpts from the website, the official website for this the JJ Hertax fucking website. Okay. Okay, so here it is. Uh, The Book of Knowledge, The Keys of Enoch, was the first book to point out the alignment between the Great Pyramid and the constellation of Orion. It is also the first book to show the direct relationship between DNA coding and the divine name. Additionally, the keys describe the divine genetic code within the human body that will prepare humankind for new vistas of life within the surrounding higher evolution using aspects of the identity Identical centric, or sorry, identical central genetic light information for transformation into bodies of light. It's it's insane. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It doesn't look like I can't find anything about it being anti-Semitic. It just sounds anti-Semitic. Yeah, it just sounds like it. So I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's what I got. Pretty, pretty cool. Pretty, cool. pretty, pretty cool. Speaking All right, cool. moving on. Pike 270, mm-hmm. A3, released on August 13th, 2017, two days after Decaying Parchment. Yeah. Yeah, so... This is an ambient I album. actually... This is an ambient album, but it's a pretty good Buckethead ambient album. Like, this yeah, is yeah. better than any of the fucking 31 Days of Halloween. The first mm, track it's especially... It's not better than any of them. There's there's that well, one. There was that good. one metal one. Yeah, the one yeah, metal there was one's the really one good. One metal one, and then I think the very last one the, was all right the too. The swamp but... one. What's it called? Like into the yeah, swamp. Um, so so the first track especially is a really cool, like well structured but kind of at times freeform ambient guitar track. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, second track I didn't like quite as much. Mm-hmm. It went a little more sound, you know, Halloween soundtracky with some synths and stuff, but like. This is more of what I want to hear when I, you know, want to listen to Buckethead Ambient, which is, you know, rare to never. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, ain't that the truth? But this was great. Yeah. This was, I mean, it wasn't great. It was the weakest pike this week, but it was still a decent pike. Yeah. This it, is it was solid, at least like, average. So uh, the one thing I'll say about this is like, yeah, it's an ambient album. Yeah. It's kind of a noise album. Yeah. It's kind of directionless, but it does create a good, ambience to in the sense that mm-hmm. like while listening to it i basically forgot it was on and then i was like oh it's already over oh that was okay well that was good i guess <laughs> uh it was like that kind of an experience which tells me that like he's doing something right like if he, if he's like making ambience that just sinks into whatever ambience is around me already like he's doing a pretty good job at creating something ambient so i gotta give him credit there at the very least yeah yeah, yeah, it was uh, for a Buckethead ambient album. Like, if you like Buckethead ambient stuff, this is gonna be one of the best. Yes, uh, this, this is pretty, pretty cool. Pretty, uh, pretty unless cool. you're like more into like the Death Cube K type stuff. But if you want primarily just like clean guitar doing stuff, mm-hmm. it's, it's a good place to start. Yeah, good place to start. Yeah. 
what is what does A three stand for? Uh, it's a sequel to A twenty four. Oh, the sequel to that company. Sequel okay. to that company, yes. That the A twenty four production company, A three, is, is where they're headed. You know, no, I don't no. know. A uh, three is a, pa- a size of paper. Uh, I know that. That's true. So is so is A one and A two. Those are primarily used in Europe, not necessarily America, but you know, whatever. It's weird right. that Europe has they, different sizes of paper. Like. Why? It is you. You can print most eight and a half by eleven stuff on a one though, because yeah. I want to say it's like or a four. Uh, no, yeah, some that, that might, yeah, something like something that. Like, it's one of the um, A's. One of the A's. Yeah, yeah. We we don't care. No, we don't. I I hope I never have to work in an office with paper. Oh my again. god, paper sucks, dude. I hate it. Paper is dumb and for idiots. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah, that that yeah, is paper. yeah. That is one thing I'm grateful about with the current job that I'm doing. There's not a single bit of paper involved at all. Oh, yeah. Pretty nice in that, that sense. Pretty nice. Yep. Fuck some paper. The only paper I want is a rolling papers, Ooh, baby. Blasting some Renault Renault scrolls, my dude. That's the other podcast, Spence. Yeah, don't get it. Renewal scrolls, though. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Renewal scrolls. All right. Um, yeah. I guess that's uh, that's been the Pikes this week. The pikes. Um, yeah. If you had to fight to the death um, a member of a 90s band, who would you pick? Like, I mean, what do you mean 90s band? A band that, uh, that was formed. That got big in the, in the 90s? The band that was formed yeah. in the 90s. Formed in the nineties. Yeah. Huh. I had to fight anyone, and they can't. They have to be alive right now. Yeah. Mm, yeah, they do. They do. None of the members of Red Hot Chili Peppers started new bands in the nineties. Mm. So this is. Oh, that's really not true. That's not me. true. Uh, what's his name? Uh, guitar player guy. Went solo. Dave Navarro. No, not Dave Navarro. That's not a band, Spencer. No, no, no. Well, it, it is a band because he started a band and made an album. Uh, John Fushante. No, well, yeah, but but he started a he started a solo project and made an album, not a band. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's simplify the question. A band that was big in the nineties. The member. Oh, of that's the band a lot was, easier. Yeah, a lot easier. I, I say the uh, dude from Dinosaur Junior. Fuck that guy. Jay Mascus. Yeah. Jay Mascus would beat the shit out of you. Dude. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> He's a pussy. Yeah, he would. Uh, I would, I would definitely, I would definitely fucking rumble with Anthony Kiedis. I would love to beat his face in. Cool. Uh, that's the. I, I just, I think about fighting each of the Red Hot Chili Peppers individually uh-huh. all the time. I don't really want to fight Chad Smith. What I think Lee, he's a pretty Flea? big guy. Yeah, I, I, I beat Flea. Really? Yeah. Flea's got Flea's some. He's a tiny guy. Flea's, he's, he's wiry. He's got some. Some he's, solid baselines though, and he's like kind of muscly. Like he he looks really strong. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm saying. He's like he's like he's wiry, but he's he's still a pretty small guy. Yeah. Like no one in that band is like bigger than like five ten, except mm-hmm. for maybe the drummer. Who do you think would like, they're, okay? They're tiny. Dudes. All right, hold on, hold on. Who do you think would win in a fight? And I'm saying this because I feel like both of these dudes look very similar. That's the only mm-hmm. reason I'm pairing them. But Flea and Sting, who do you think would win? Flea would definitely dominate. Yeah, that like, that Sting, is that is my vote as well. Yeah, like both of them have a lot of cardio. I think going, mm-hmm. 
But, like, I don't think either of them is a hard hitter at all. Mm. Like, I think the the thing Flea has going for him is he's, like, a little crazier. I mean, oh, like, yeah. Sting is actually crazier. But, like, I feel like Flea would actually know how to fight and Sting would, like, just shit himself and try to do the fucking Ted Nugent to get out of a fight. <laughs> Doing the Ted Nugent. Doing the Ted Nugent and shit in your pants to get out of the draft for Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about doing the Ted Nugent and like going after underage girls? That's also the Ted Nugent. There's <laughs> a lot of bad things that are doing the Ted Nugent. Oh, what about uh, appearing appearing weekly on fucking Infowars talking about guns and shit to or, Alex Jones? I remember the Ted Nugent. I've probably told this story a lot of times, but I remember seeing him play. Yeah. In Anchorage, Alaska, at the Alaska, or not Anchorage, sorry, this would have been Palmer, Alaska, at the Alaska State Fair in, yep. fuck, I don't know, 2005, 2006, maybe. And he said the N word on stage and everybody cheered. Yep. It wasn't he cool. Likes that kind of thing. And I, yeah, and there was, I, I bet <clears> there was like maybe at best two black people at that show and they were like, working they, yeah. they had no choice <clears throat> i don't know i i i just remember i was there with uh some members of our old band and i just remember being like looking at them and being like and that we were all like <laughs> it was Sick. very uncomfortable we loved even that. at the time and it was a different time mm-hmm. oh my god we listened to three pikes we did we did is it uh is it time to take a journey i think it is I think it is. Oh, yeah. Where are we taking a journey to, Spencer? Into the bucket void. You can see my my screen. I can see your phone, yeah. Okay, perfect. All right, let's kick things off. This is a part of the show where we uh, talk about YouTube comments, because whatever, Mm -hmm. we we got nothing better to do. Um, YouTube user Sick Four Senses says four years ago, Jesus Christ, I haven't paid any attention to Buckethead in three years, and he's come out with over 200 albums since? Why? Jesus Christ, (laughs) Buckethead. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> aren't you supposed to not be releasing 300 albums nah i mean i, I can't release- imagine what it would have uh, <laughs> i i can't imagine what it must have been like for like a buckethead fan who hadn't you know checked in on him mm-hmm. for a while since like if they hadn't like followed him since uh you know like 2012 or something like that if they just like checked back on him like four years later they would have been like what yeah for real for yeah. real, speaking of real, Jonah the Bard says four years ago, the BBC have published a gushing interview of Ariana Grande describing her as prolific for managing five albums in six years. So she's only 250 behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet that BBC do be having Ariana Grande gushing. Yeah. That's true. Well, somebody responded to that comment, and that was yeah. YouTube user Bubblehead, who said two years ago, I never heard a person refer to garbage as prolific. 
why why hate on Ariana Grunt? Like she's she's I literally like, don't know who that is. Uh I mean, did you watch Don't Look Up? Recently? No, I don't know what that is. No. It was a pretty big film last year. No. Um yeah. she's I mean, she's uh, she's a pop singer, and I don't like any of her music. It's mm-hmm. all like EDM type. I've probably you know, heard it then quite a bit. Oh, I you've would definitely, guess. you've definitely. She's she's huge, but uh, I mean, she's undeniably talented. Like, girl has like probably a four, five octave vocal range. She's got like she can like keep up with like Mariah Carey type voice. Like, it's crazy. Well, um, Bubblehead says she's garbage, Brit. So your arguments are right. He's, you know, he's right, and it got six likes. Yeah, so, got six which likes. Is more likes than it's I more got. More likes than you get. Brit, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm wrong. We're all wrong. I'm sorry. Continue. YouTube user Hollis yep. Williams says one year ago edited, and this was not a response to anyone. This was completely unprompted. Um, and Hollis Williams says he is actually more productive than Mozart. Although Mozart <laughs> unfortunately died very young, Mozart has 500 separate pieces, as it were. If you break each Buckethead album into several different pieces, he has way more than that. Okay. Are we really <laughs> going to do Buckethead versus Amadeus here? Like. <laughs> I mean, that could be cool. What, what's, I, I'd like epic that, that's an exercise in history. futility. <laughs> oh my god, I would, I would not. I epic mean, yeah, music well, how battles would, of how history. Would, how would? Yeah, I was gonna say, how would Buckethead rap? He'd be like, <laughs> and then, yeah. How would Mozart rap too? He'd be like, yeah, he's Aww. he's been dead for five hundred years. Uh, yeah, ain't yeah. that the truth? Um, Chris Williams says four years ago, that moment when your head is a rocket and music becomes rocket fuel and takes your head into space, out of this world. <laughs> I too have taken salvia, Chris Williams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have. Man, I remember watching you do salvia once on your parents' porch, and then Scott had to like drag you back inside because you like fell over and like wouldn't get back up. <laughs> Yeah, that was cool. It was pretty. Cool. It was. He actually had to. He had to tackle me because I was trying to run through the the glass door. Oh right, yeah. As you do, Salvia, a great time. We mm. love to yeah. hear it. Um, I was I was trying to run through the glass door because um, I took a big hit of Salvia my first time, mm-hmm. and like I uh, I looked out into the night sky and like I thought I saw a zipper that was like coming towards me, mm-hmm. and. Um, the zipper was going to zip up my head because my head was just a notch in the great zipper of the universe. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm like, Oh my God, the world is ending. I need to run away from this. And so I tried to run through the sliding glass door at my house. And thankfully Scott was there yeah. and he like immediately tackled uh-huh. me. He's like, no, <laughs> don't run through that glass door. Uh, thanks Scott. Yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, past good, guest good, Scott. Good friend right Thank there. you, Scott, oh. for saving Brit. Uh, I was like in your house, like talking to your dad or something about like speaker cables or some shit. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's time. Um, today's Tom Sawyer says four years ago, another day in the chicken barn of modern slavery, delivering my human resources to the wealthy, waiting to be released. Thank you, Bucky. You make it a lot easier to endure. You are a real free bird, uncaged. This last track is amazingly chaotic. That's freedom of mind. What? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's pretty wild. I mean, I 
Yeah. Okay. I kind of I kind of like his like you know wage slavery comparison to yeah. a chicken farm there. Yeah. Totally. That's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Today's time soy he gets high on you. Today's time soy he comments on YouTube. Well, so his name isn't actually today's Tom Sawyer. His name is Tom Sawyer. But I like I prefer today's. But he also has the he has the fucking Rush twenty one twelve thing on. Yeah, he totally does. It's like it's obviously an homage to Rush. Come on. It is definitely an homage to Rush. Come on. Um, Caleb Christ says four years ago, this pike make this pike makes me want some slaw. Me too, um, me too, bud. We all want some slaw. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I want I want some slaw enforcement to be held accountable. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 Fuck the cops. AK. Yeah, I completely agree. So now it's time for our favorite YouTube commenter, my friend. Let's do it. Master of the ship key, a bucket bot divine. Jordan Vine says two years ago, phenomenal and incredible. Now, I don't give a fuck if Buckethead is not the fastest guitarist ever. I seriously don't give a fuck about that. But I do think and believe that he's the fucking best guitarist to ever, 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 ever exist. Just look at all the albums he's done or been involved with. That's convincing enough, ain't it? He has a weird, like, quantity over quality argument here. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's like, I wouldn't say uh, Merzbau is the greatest electronic artist ever, but he definitely has made the most electronic music ever. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, this one's pretty good. Jordan Vine says four years ago. This is, like, on the same thread, too. Like, so this one was from two years ago. So, like, that's pretty recent. That's, like, mm-hmm. 2020. Um, Wait, is that a different? Does he has a different profile? Yeah, he has two profiles. Holy shit! Yeah, you haven't noticed that? What? Yeah. I I wonder if they're the same person. It's <laughs> it's definitely the same that'd be, person. That'd be amazing if one of them was like the original commenter, and then the other one is like a, a <laughs> parody cat. account of Jordan Vine. <laughs> pretty fucking. Amazing. You know what? We should make we should become the third Jordan Vine Spencer. Oh, I like that. He's not commenting on new ones. Let's become the third Let's, Jordan Vine. Yeah, I, I like that idea. That's nice. Okay, speaking of the third Jordan Vine, he says four years ago, Buckethead can release music when he wants, make music how he wants, and play the guitar how he wants. We don't have the right to tell him how to do those things. His music is phenomenal, and that's the end of my point. I love how he doesn't know how to use a period. So he just writes end of my point. Yes. 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 Um, yes. Okay. He has, we have a lot of Jordan. How many of these do you have? We're just going to do, we're going to do one more, one more uh, Jordan Vine. Then we're going to do two more comments and we'll wrap this up. Jordan Vine says four years ago, I'm being completely honest about this. Buckethead has more talent than any other band or artist in the music industry. Anyone else agree with me on this? And then 97 upvotes. Um, 97 likes. Shit. I mean, 
he has a lot of talent to be sure, but like, I don't know, he has a different type of talent than a lot of people have in the music industry. Like I would definitely argue that there are composers out there who are more talented than him in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. like a Hans Zimmer or something like a guy who's not only a, an electronic music pioneer, but can also like write scores mm -hmm. for, for like entire orchestra. I don't know if I would call uh <laughs> the Buggles video killed the radio star like electronic music pioneering, but okay. <laughs> I mean it it was incredibly pioneering for fucking like music videos and shit, dude. Mm, I mean it's a great song. It's a great song. I'm not I'm it's, not hating it was, it's, it's it the, the best thing Hans Zimmer ever did, in my opinion. But it was the, the first uh the first video ever played on MTV. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. It's good stuff. Incredibly iconic. Yeah, definitely. And that's all we got for Jordan Vine today. Jordan Vine. Alright, we got a couple more and then we're gonna wrap this up. Walter says one year ago <laughs> I love it when he just lets go and rips like that fucking insane i quit smoking weed and i fucking miss it rock on and keep rocking my friends and then he responds to himself <laughs> one year ago and says hey buckethead what's up man walter fucking rules dude, dude. walter like, i want to fucking rocks dude, i want to i want to get walter high i hope he smokes weed yeah again. i hope he smokes weed again too and lastly, okay. hit us up, Walter. But certainly not least, this is a, a very excellent comment. Mari Toronto says four years ago, this, <laughs> <laughs> this album went back in time, manifested as an airplane, and fucked up WTC Twin Towers. I knew the conspiracy theory was full of shit. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. I know. I don't. I don't it's even so know. Good. I just. It's so I good. just love it. Statements from the bucket boy. Bucket boy. Well, well, well. Howdy, howdy, howdy! Here we are. It's time to recommend a thing for the week. Yeah, it is. It's time to recommend a thing. Um, I'll go first because I just did a thing. And cool. Uh, okay, sorry, keep getting error messages on Zoom. Um, I gotta say, I really recommend if anybody has the ability to do it, go see the Redwoods. The Redwoods are amazing. I went and saw the Redwoods and. I have never mm -hmm. seen trees that fucking big. Those trees are so goddamn big, Britt. Like, they're very they big trees. Are yeah, huge. Like it. It is like some of, some of the oldest living beings in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I peed on one. It was twenty four hundred years old. That's not very nice. <laughs> That's not very nice. You don't pee on an old man. I would pee on an old man. <laughs> but yeah, go see the redwoods. They're fucking tight. They're awesome. Um, I don't know. They're, it's worth it's worth the trip. Brett, what you got? Uh, I would highly recommend um, something Star Trek related because we don't have a recommendation on our other Star Trek podcast, mm -hmm. but uh, I'll probably recommend it on there as well because this blew my fucking mind. So 
YouTuber Jesse Gender, who does um like kind of uh like gender sociological class kind of leftist like analysis of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, mostly nerdy stuff, recently did a a video called Star Trek: The Next Generation, a sexual retrospective uh. that is five that is five and a half hours long. Holy fuck! And it's incredible. It is engaging for a full. Five and a half hours. You watch all in one sitting? It is. No, no. I watched it in a couple sittings because I had to go do stuff uh, in the fucking hot tub of overflowed and shit. Uh-huh. But like mm-hmm. it, it rocked me. Mm-hmm. It was, it was like everything I love about Star Trek and like analyzing things and, you know, cause you know, you put analysis on things and sometimes you figure out things are there that you didn't know. And sometimes you just like to like, place false meaning on things for some fun. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of that, but like there's some incredible shit in there. Like um, they, uh, they do this part where they're like, even if Riker isn't like the one about to fuck, if someone is talking about any sort of sexual exploit and Riker is there, it always like pans to a shot of him or just gives a brief shot of him. Like, Given, giving an expression mm-hmm. and they put together like this 10 minute long cut of just that. And it's amazing. That's pretty good. Like That's I, pretty l- good. I laughed through the, like the entire thing. It's I like that. Like it is, it is, it is really fantastic. I would so highly recommend it. Uh, I'm probably going to watch a lot of their other stuff cause they, they've done a lot of analysis on a lot of stuff and I just really, it is worth five and a half hours of your time. That rocks. If you're into star Trek, All right, I'll give that yeah, a look. It that was fucking great. great. Yeah, hell, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Speaking of hell yeah, is it time for my yeah. f- favorite part of the show? I think it, uh, I, I guess it has to be. Ha 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 bucket joke. Ha 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 bucket joke. Ha 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 bucket joke. Ha 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 bucket joke. The wacky Indian bakery next door to me closed down, mm-hmm. which really sucks. <laughs> No more nonsense. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> like the scent of non? Uh, it's an uh, Indian bakery. Okay, I got it. I got Non-bread. It, I get it, yeah, I get it. there you go. Yeah, <sighs> that's pretty good. In that's AA, good. when you relapse, they call it falling off the wagon, which never really made any sense to me. Like it's a 12-step program, not a wagon program. They should call it falling down the steps. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they should do, do, you, do you think they named the steak sauce A1 so it would be listed first in the phone book <laughs> yeah they definitely did oh man that, that's that's the sequel to that's what A3 is about it's just like three bottles of A1 oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the third bottle it's the third iteration of the steak uh-huh. sauce they, yeah they went with um, the first one because they were like oh we, are, we nailed it first try, first try so yeah. Moving on. Uh so I lost 20 pounds recently. It's uh it's a lot easier when you're gambling with British currency. <laughs> Only 20 pounds, huh? Yeah. Uh when your thing from the Adams family, all sex is a hand job. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can't argue there. 
Speaking of the thing, do you think, uh, or sorry, thing, I guess his name mm-hmm. is, uh, their name is, sorry. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, you can't gender a hand. Do, do, do you think thing in the hamburger helper oven mitt <laughs> are the respective male and female of their species? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> cool. Um, horn player and sex worker are the only two jobs where you blew it is actually an affirmation. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I uh I have flat feet as as you probably know. So mm-hmm. I have to get orthotics for them. Um but the doctor that makes them is the biggest asshole I've met in my entire fucking life. Mm-hmm. I'd say he's my he's my arch nemesis. <laughs> hate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I hated it when I wrote it. Uh so, so do you know what Danzig is short for? Uh, no. Yeah, me neither. He's a tiny dude, though, isn't he? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. All right. And I'll, uh, actually, I won't end on this. I'll end my jokes on this. But uh, I went to a seminar on tantric sex, mm-hmm. and, but my instructor wasn't there. Um, but he did come after a few hours. <laughs> nice. And uh, so... Uh, last week we did a thing where I went through the internet and found some of the worst one-liners I could possibly I'm find. I'm so ready for this. And I went, I, I, I had a lot of, I, I had a lot of fun with that. So uh, I did that again, and I have uh, got like ten or eleven of them here. So right. are, are we ready? I'm so ready. Here's here's bad one-liners that I did not write. I wish I did. <clears throat> here we go. The next time I glance at a woman's chest and she says, "I'm up here." I'm going to reply, I'm down here, and point to my crotch. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, so, it, okay, there's a lot to unpack there. Firstly, we're, like, implying that the person who wrote this joke has been told that, like, a lot of times. Which is, like, bro, either you're, like, a teenager or you're just being a creep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, the, the punchline to this <laughs> joke is... I'm going to sexually harass some women, mm-hmm. which is like, well, what? it's pretty funny, <laughs> which is why, which is why nobody liked it's it. Very yeah. tedious. Uh, here's another one. If penises were like vaginas, there wouldn't be any more children. <laughs> wait, wait, what? I, wait, I don't understand that's the, the joke. That's the joke. If penises were like vaginas. Uh-huh. There wouldn't be any more children. I mean, okay. Yeah. All right. That, I mean, you're not wrong. You're not, not wrong. Wrong. Not entirely wrong. All right. Here's, here's another. If Ella Fitzgerald married Darth Vader, she'd be Elevator. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> um, no, it's not. Uh, here's one. You're right. It's not. People, people named Sean. Must like talking about large bodies of water during sex. What? That's that's how the joke was written, and in the comment section of this was hilarious because people are like, "Are you trying to like say like ocean? Because like it's pronounced Sean, <laughs> like Ocean." Uh, and the guy's like, eh, "I've seen bigger stretches in here," and everyone downvoted him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes it uh, everyone hated like, this that joke. context really yeah, right yeah yeah yeah. The joke. yeah yeah 
All right, here's here's one. There was a boy who always cried wolf until one day he got a sore throat. Uh huh. Yeah, that's the joke. Pretty good Which, joke, dude. I, I know. Yeah, it's pretty pretty good. Here's here's another one. Like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do this. This this joke is so absurd that I find it like hilarious. Okay. All right. All right. My dog brought me a cappuccino this morning, uh-huh. but I'm sure I was dreaming because of his non-Italian accent. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I don't know. I don't get it. My my dog brought me a cappuccino this morning, but I'm sure I was dreaming because of his non-Italian accent. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here's here's one. Here's here's one that definitely belongs in 2022 when it was written. Uh-huh. This was written like a month ago. Okay. If if Chuck Norris oh, no. became a woman. His clit would actually be a fist that would punch your dick so hard it would become a vagina that Chuck Norris's clit dick would then fist furiously. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's the joke, mm-hmm. Spencer. That's a one-liner. Yeah, that's, a, that's a one-liner for sure. <clears throat> great joke. Yep. Do strippers, do strippers have to take the Nippocratic Oath? <laughs> Okay, that's actually that's okay. <laughs> I, I like I like how shitty that joke yeah. is. Like, it, I, I'm like, how does this have like no upvotes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I might upvote yeah, yeah. this. I might. I, it should have at least like. Four I like upvotes. how shitty it is because like you can tell a joke like that, and if you tell it within like a shitty dirtbag kind of way, like you could make people laugh with that joke, like for sure. It's dumb enough, yeah. like you know, yeah. It, like, yeah, or if, or like, you could use that's that's at least like a decent punchline. Like, yeah, uh, actually, I, I'm gonna use that on uh, my my brother's girlfriend because she just became like a breast surgeon. She just finished her oh. residency, and I'm gonna be like, oh, did they make you take the Hippocratic oath? And she'll be like, ah, <laughs> I, I can't be part of this family. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, you have. That's like the uh, best opportunity yeah. to use that joke that I've ever heard. Though. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, all right, I've got three more. Oh my god! Ready? Okay, yeah, let's do it. Number three. I, I always randomly say that I like to drink motor oil, but I've tried it before and it tastes incredibly viscous. <laughs> what? Wait. What? I, I don't understand the setup or the punchline. I always randomly say that I like to drink motor oil. Why? Why do you do that? There, that Maybe doesn't make any sense. That's the setup. But he, he randomly says it. But I've tried it before, and it tastes incredibly viscous. Viscous isn't a flavor. Something can't taste. Like, yeah, it's a texture. It's a texture. Yeah. Like, yeah. Weird. Yeah, that's very strange. Hmm. <sighs> All right. Here's the second to last one. America has a lot of holes that need to be fixed, and we're going to, darn it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's like darn it, like darning a sock, ah, but no one has darned yeah, a piece okay. of clothing uh-huh. in the past like century. Like no one has darned clothing in the 21st century anywhere ever. Yeah, okay. People don't do that. They just buy new clothing now. Yeah, that's probably true. Um 
All right, here we go. Here's here's the last um, joke. Are we calling these yeah, jokes? Calling jokes? I mean, you, we can call them jokes. Yeah, we're we're having a we're like a soft J. We're, perhaps yeah. okay. They're they're funny, funny laugh times. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's here's the joke. Mm-hmm. What do you call my dead mom? <laughs> Oh, no. A missed call. Holy shit. I don't even know what to make of that. That was really something. I don't either. I wow. that that was a joke, apparently. That was the joke. Uh yeah. Uh-huh. But uh I think that has been pretty much the whole show. Hey Spencer, where can we find you? Bus tides uh, a hotel in sunny California. Spencer.zone. What about you? Sick. Uh, you can find me at Dog Warbus most places, but you know what? Just go to at a bucket cast on pretty much any social and talk to me there. I will tell you to suck your own dick and teach you how. That's cool. Glad that you're spreading yeah, that knowledge out there. That's what the people I mean, want. as long as they spread their legs, I'll spread the knowledge. You know what I'm Ooh. saying? And Ooh. every disease contained in my semen. Weird, but cool. That's just how nature works, baby. <laughs> I've this been Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't remember who starts this. Uh, it doesn't matter. I've been Spencer. And I've been Britain. You've been listening to Getting Head, a bucket cast. Stay greasy. Bucket heads. I'm going to stay. Oh, you thought that was the you end. That was you it. haven't listened for the past no. 20 episodes or something. Because mm-hmm. guess what time it is? You can't try to get laid or watch people. You gotta go out and get that job. What a waste of pleasure. What a waste of pleasure. What a waste of pleasure. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Here we are in the Ralph zone. It's the the most dense part of the show. If you really don't know what this is, then good luck figuring it out. Uh, Indeed. Because I'm not going to explain it again. Uh, Well, okay, I will. Uh, Bam Margera wrote and directed a film called Ming Hags in 2009, and we rewrite Mm -hmm. our favorite scene in the film every week. Twice. Yep. We do. It's uh, we just we just take any conflict uh, we can find in mm-hmm. history yeah. and uh, rewrite the scene based on that conflict. So uh, we got we got two two real fun ones this week. Yeah, we I got, think uh, I think yours is better than mine. So let's do mine first. <laughs> fair enough. All right, uh, doing a real geek squad uh, Ralph treatment here, huh? Yeah. So this is about Steve Jobs. This is an imaginary conversation between Steve Jobs and Tim Cook. Um, yeah, so this is really depressing, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, 
What so, the fuck, dude? So, this is this is easily our most fucked up Ralph battle. I gotta say. I so, um, if you don't know, uh, Steve Jobs uh, got pancreatic cancer in 2003, and instead, in, in, part, in part because he only ate fruit. No, no, no. Well, so no, that wasn't. No, that was that was after. So what happened? Oh, was, oh okay. So that that's that's why he died is because he only ate fruit. Well, sort of. We're, we're getting to that. So. He was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and instead of seeking uh, treatment, he he was diagnosed with the only form of pancreatic cancer that is like operable that you can like maybe yeah. survive from if you get surgery. And but and instead they, of they, getting, they got it in like the second like they got it at stage two, they got it super early. Yeah, yeah. So the thing was, cured. thing was like uh, if he had gotten surgery, it might have saved his life, maybe. But instead, he waited nine months and tried a bunch of like random shit, uh, like mm. eating nothing but fruit and like, uh, which is terrible. Going terrible to a psychic for you if you have and like yeah, doing so, a bunch so, of weird stuff and so, so anyway, yeah, and like uh, only only eating fruit is terrible for you if you have pancreatic cancer because it just supercharges your insulin, which overworks your fucking pancreas. Like, yeah, so he he did literally the dumbest thing you could possibly do with the disease. Yeah. So, anyways, at one point, uh, Tim Cook tried to give Steve Jobs part of his liver, and Steve Jobs was, was like got pissed and was like, "Fuck you, no!" And so that's what I wrote this about. <laughs> well, he's like, "No, I don't eat liver. I only eat fruit." <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, do you do you want to be Steve yeah, Jobs I'm or gonna, Tim Cook? I'm I don't be know Steve how either of them sound. Yes. Um, All right. So Tim Cook's the 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 first guy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. How does how does Tim Apple sound? Like this. He talks like this. What? Um I can actually hey, do I'm Tim I Apple. can actually do a pretty good Tim Cook. Um w- w- yeah, okay. I'll uh, I'll do I'll do No, you you're doing you Tim Cook. Okay. Uh, Look, we'll fine being. Yeah, no, that right. sounds sounds good. All right. You ready? Yeah. Jesus Christ, Steve Jobs. Aren't you supposed to get your pancreatic tumor surgically removed? I've got a bowel cleanse at four. You can't get no bowel cleanse. You gotta get real treatment. Nah, I'm gonna go see a psychic tonight. Steve, I'm getting tired of it. You're gonna go see an actual doctor today. T-O-T-A-Y. This is muffed up. I'm not taking the day off. Back at Apple, we would literally die for legends like you. I'd like to give you part of my liver, stupid. I wouldn't accept the side of a barn. If we were at the office, I'd make the board give you a medical leave of absence. Well, this isn't the office. My work ethic will literally kill me. I can't believe you chose this of all times to put that U2 album on everybody's phones. Is there a more appropriate time for you 2 what a waste of customer trust. My name is Steve. Your legacy makes a good target, Steven. By the end of the day, you better seek proper treatment or else. Do you see this? This pancreas? You're going to hurt yourself. Meow. Take my liver! <laughs> that, was a, that was a good read. Uh, nice, nice. Oh, All right, man, I'm really uh, next, excited next, for yours. Yeah, next one is is one I've kind of had like in the back of my head for a uh-huh. while because this is a it's great... one of my favorite 
rock and roll conflict stories because it's fucking outlandish. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's amazing. Just uh, after Wes Borland left um, Limp Biscuit, they were trying out new guitarists and they asked Eddie Van Halen, of all people, to come jam with them. And he did. And mm-hmm. he brought his equipment, but then he like left and like, and then like, tried to get a hold of Fred Durst, but he was busy. And so he like accused Fred Durst of trying to steal his equipment and held a gun to his head. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, no like and the, told him to give. So the actual story is like, uh, Eddie Van Halen, like, like drove to Fred Durst's house, like drove onto his lawn, like got out of mm-hmm. his Jeep shirtless and then put a gun in his face and was like, give me my fucking yeah. gear, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, because it was like, you know, he had, Fred, Fred Durst, like, this was kind of like, you know, when he was still a celebrity, so he mm-hmm. was, like, busy doing shit, and Eddie Van Halen thought he was trying to steal his equipment, as though he couldn't afford all of Eddie Van Halen's equipment at that time. Uh-huh. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I will let you choose who you want to be. I here. will be Eddie Van Halen. All right. I'll be Fred Durst, baby! There we go. That's what I wanted to hear. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Jesus fucking Christ, Fred Durst. Aren't you supposed to give me my fucking equipment back today, you fucking piece of shit? Whoa! Hey, Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, you can come over at four, baby. You can come over now, Fred. You gotta give me that equipment. Chill on the meth, dude. I was gonna try to break something tonight. Fred, I'm getting tired of it. You're gonna give me back my fucking equipment today. T-O-D-A-Y. Yo, this is muffed up, man. It's like three in the morning. Back in the 80s, I'd kill hip-hop rappers like you. I'd like to shoot you, stupid. Whoa, dude, put the gun away. You don't want to shoot the head of a Fred, baby. If we were at Panama, I'd erupt all over you. But we're not in Panama. We're at my house, and there's no way you'd shoot me. I can't believe I even tried to make music with you. That was music? What a waste of riffs. My way or the highway. Your forehead makes a good target. Give me back my equipment now, or you see this? It's gonna hurt. Give me my fucking gear! That's great. Yeah. Thankfully, he didn't shoot Fred Durst, and uh, thankfully, he's dead now, because (laughs) Van Halen was a real piece of shit. Yeah, killed by Fred Durst, ironically. Pretty, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. First things first. Yeah. The uh, Van Halen killer, Fred Durst. <laughs> nice. He hung it. He hung him off the Matthews Bridge. <laughs> Iconic, truly. 